Hello everyone, welcome back to My Solo Road. I have a microphone again, it feels good, I feel professional, I'm not just sitting up front in my van talking into my cell phone, feeling like a real expert right now. Hi, how are we doing? I'm having a fantastic week. I don't know what it is. You guys know, I mean, every week I'm pretty upfront about my mood and I definitely go through highs and lows as absolutely everyone does. But I was really thinking earlier today about how I did like three weeks in a row, you know, at some point last year where every week I, I was so sad just about life that I couldn't really talk about anything else. And now I just feel like every week I get to like come to you right now in such a good mood and such a hyper positive mood mood that was like hyper comma positive mood and yeah life just feels super good right now I don't know what it is but I feel motivated and productive and I'm making videos again I took such a long break from TikTok which was really making me so happy not the break but when I was doing TikTok so I don't really know why I was taking such a long break it's one thing to reset but then it just became me not doing it and I kind of got a little bit too nervous to like to start posting again I know you might not care about this stuff but Anyways, yeah, I just feel, I feel good. I feel like I finally have energy back. I don't know. I was going through just a little bit of a slow, I guess, towards the end of 2020. I'm sure I'm not the only one, but I think just the year in general, but then being home for so long, you know, it's like one, one thing to visit your family and it feels amazing and you just get to see them and, you know, spend time with them and stuff. And then after a while, you're just kind of like, okay, I'm just sitting in this house when I could be in my van doing things <laughs> and like creating you know, photos, videos, content, which is a word I hate, but it's what I do. So anyways, how many, how many videos can I do while I'm sitting in my parents' house, you know, on the couch? So yeah, I just feel good. That's the point. And today we get to sit down with Giddy, who is no longer living in a van. She has taken on many different endeavors since her life in a van. She has a husband and a daughter named Junie, husband named Jace. They do a little bit of van building. They own a restaurant now. The reason, aside from the fact that I just love following her, I think she's super cool. The reason I really wanted to have her on the podcast for, is really for two big things. Uh, and we do talk about both of these within the podcast. But the first one being, you know, three years ago when I started living in a van or even discovered van life, there were not very many accounts, especially in the United States. There were a few in Australia, but there were not very many accounts in the United States that lived in a van the way that I wanted to and the way that I was seeing, you know, this like one or two people doing, I was kind of like looking down this rabbit hole of just them and I couldn't really find anything else. And Jace, Giddy and Junie, their daughter, were one of the only accounts I could find that were doing it. So they're kind of like in the OG category of van life, even though they don't do it anymore. They they just know a lot about it. And I think it's I don't know. It's important to all of the people, especially if you're listening now. I know a lot of you guys are building your vans literally as you listen to the podcast or you've just moved onto the road just to kind of pay a little bit of, is it homage? Is that the right word? To the ones who have come before us, they did it. They were doing the damn thing before we ever were. So I wanted to have her experience on the road, stuff like that. And then the second big reason is she was one of the first people I ever heard on social media like talking about anxiety so when I started the podcast a lot of you guys know I had never spoken on my Instagram stories before I was really uncomfortable with any form of a selfie or like turning the camera towards myself I could take pictures with a tripod because it felt disconnected almost I could just kind of sit down in my van take photos and then like two days later edit them and it just felt like I'm editing these random photos versus seeing your face on a camera as you're talking it just I felt embarrassed and silly and it did give me horrible anxiety. I had really bad social anxiety at the time. So hearing someone talk about it, it just helped me a lot. And so when I started the podcast, I really wanted to begin like evolving and growing and being able to talk on my stories and like face my camera because it was also directly connected to my confidence and my self-esteem. So I just knew it was important to start doing. And Giddy, even though she talked about anxiety and social anxiety, she did talk on her stories. She did these long like makeup stories and stuff. So I reached out to her as 
one of the first people to ever, like, I admitted that I had social anxiety and I need help. And that was before I ever started therapy. And it was around the time I was talking to Katie. A lot of you guys know Katie was also the, one of the first people I really ever talked to about it. And Giddy, not knowing who I was at all, sent me back these, like, long messages of ways I could, you know, try and get better at it or, like, you know, feel more comfortable doing it. She recommended, you know, incorporate your dogs, like, kind of face the camera towards you, but also the dogs. And, like, just talk as the dogs or about the dogs or whatever, you know, to kind of deflect just like that direct feeling. I don't know. But it was just, she was very kind to me in a moment where I really needed it and she didn't have to do that. And I would have thought no less of her if she didn't, but she did kind of extend that hand. And I know a lot of you guys listening also have some form of anxiety or for any reason have found my mental health discussions and stuff beneficial to you and uh, having someone who did that for me at the beginning and now I'm kind of doing that for other people I just really wanted to bridge that gap between her and you guys anyways we talk about a lot more than that we talk about her life now and her life then and uh, yeah all kinds of stuff and how COVID has affected her but those two big pillars of her kind of you know being one of the first to do at least social media and van life and then also being one of the first people to make me feel comfortable to like come out as having social anxiety or like telling people that I have this and that you know I'm I'm not just crazy or weird and that I just I needed help and she was kind of a friend to me in that way so I've always had a lot of respect for her and I'm very excited for you guys to get to know her I will stop talking about her and I will just let her introduce herself so this is Giddy from Our Home on Wheels is like their travel kind of main accounts but she has her own instagram earth to giddy and yeah support them she uh, talks about her restaurant and stuff so if you are in utah i would love for you guys to go support their restaurant and just support them in all of the ways and yeah i will go grab a drink and we will get this party started Cool. Okay, and we're back with Giddy, who also now, because I see your name displayed, Gideana Carmichael. Love to hear it. <laughs> Beautiful name, also unique. It's actually Giddy Annie. Giddy Annie. What? Yeah. Giddy Annie. Okay, first of all, now that you're saying that, it's obviously spelled differently than how I just said it. But I, your name in my head is only Giddy, so saying something different did throw me off. But yeah, you're, yeah, it does look like Giddy Annie. Also, my last name actually isn't Carmichael. I don't know why it's popping up as Carmichael. Carmichael is actually Jace's last name. So. Okay, what's your last name? Oteo. <laughs> okay, so who are you? <laughs> like, I just actually don't know who I'm talking to. <laughs> I know. I don't know what <laughs> <laughs> no honestly okay love that giddy oteo everyone giddy annie all right how are you how is everything going pretty good we're over here um in logan now and so it's snowy and i will admit i absolutely hate it because i don't like snow i hate the snow i'm not a fan at all i'm in sedona right now and it's 50 degrees and i also know with everything going on especially in the south right now i should not be complaining but 50 to me because I've been in the desert for a while now is like kind of freezing. Like my face is red and my fingers are numb and stuff. So yeah, it's, I, I'm not a fan of the cold weather at all. Did you, so you're in Logan, Utah, right? Yeah, we are. Okay. Is that where you, where did you grow up? So I actually grew up in Provo. So it's like two hours okay. south of where we live now. Okay. Provo is where your family's restaurant is, right? Your parents' restaurant, I think. Yeah, it's down. Well, it's technically in Linden, but it's like down there, down in that area. Yeah. Yeah, because I remember I visited that once, and I feel like that I hadn't ever been in that area. I'd only been to Salt Lake before, okay. but it was a nice little area. Yeah. What made you decide to li- go to Logan, live in Logan? Honestly, we don't know. <laughs> it was just like, <laughs> it's kind of like was convenient. We were so we had been traveling Asia for a little while, and we were just like ready to kind of relax for a little while and there was like the housing where we live was like pretty cheap and they were like selling really fast so we were like we just have to like get on it so that's how it kind of ended up over here but we like it it's like besides it being like winter and cold and dark it's like really beautiful over here like we are in a really beautiful area we're like five minutes from the canyon 
one of the canyons. Yeah, the the videos, especially in, I'm sure it's beautiful in the winter too, especially for people who like winter, but your videos in like the summer, fall, spring is always so pretty. Like, aren't you're very close to a lot of nature, it looks like, yeah, which absolutely. is Like we're amazing. surrounded. It's amazing. We're very Yeah, Utah, I should spend more time in Utah. I honestly haven't spent two, I've been to... Moab and then like southern Utah but I really haven't done I've been to Salt Lake but really only for like planet fitnesses kind of in between yeah you know but I haven't spent too much time there yeah I should okay sweet so to kind of go over just a little bit of some background you used to live full-time in a van and then you also what seemed like you travel internationally frequently I just as someone who follows you it did look like you guys kind of went a little bit of everywhere and then you moved to more like part-time kind of once you had Junie maybe a little before maybe a little after and now I know you have like the yellow van which I love the yellow van which is a rental that you like occasionally take trips in so what has that journey kind of been like from full-time van life to a little bit more settled down and taking like occasional trips and such also I know COVID probably has a big play in that as well but what has that what does that look like honestly like been kind of a roller coaster because like so we we originally only planned on being like van living for like six months but then it like turned into like way longer than that so we were like on and off for like I think it was like four four years that we did it Mm -hmm. like we did it like full time for like I don't want to say it was like nine no a little bit less than nine months because I stopped right before we had our kid and then we took a break because we changed vans and then into because uh so the original van we had didn't fit like a child because we didn't plan on being pregnant so we had we sold our original van and then built a new one to accommodate having juniper so mm-hmm. we were in that one for like six seven months and then we sold that one and then decided decided to move to like a smaller one. Yeah. That's the one that we Oh, so did you have did you have the extended and then you moved to like the standard one? Yeah. So we like we thought that like the extended one was kind of like a lot because we're like we like aren't really using a lot of the stuff that we have in here just because I don't know, you have all this like drawer space, so you just kind of fill it up. But then we were like, right. okay, we're not actually using this so we decided to go to a smaller van and then that actually kind of transitioned us to like being more part-time too because we didn't realize like how small of a space it was for like two adults and then a kid and a dog and like toddler is like a completely different thing that we I mean we'd never experienced it before but she was just kind of all over the place so we're like we can't do this like it's it's kind of a lot so that's how we kind of transitioned to being more part-time Right. And then we bought our house and we like rent our van now. But then like, yeah, occasionally we're in it and and take trips in there and stuff. Yeah. Did you find that the, I mean, because I like, I'm probably not going to be living in a van forever. I mean, hopefully not. I do love it, but don't see it as like a, you know, a whole entire lifetime thing. Did you find the transition to be difficult at all? Or like, was it something that you were craving and then you like felt uh, more relaxed being settled down or was it difficult and like it being sitting in one place make you have like any kind of anxiety because that's kind of what it does to me right now when I sit somewhere too long I just get anxious so I mean how did you like experience that transition so it was honestly like one of the more difficult things I feel like I've had to do because so Jace is actually the one that was kind of ready to like settle down and I was like I'm not ready like so we were traveling internationally quite a bit and I like didn't want to do that as much like I loved it but I was like I just want to like be home in our van and just like stay there and Jace was kind of the opposite where he, he would prefer to be traveling and not be so much in the van so then mm-hmm. ended up just like buying a house and that was like for the first few months of that like I had like a really really hard time like I was like really depressed and like we had moved here like at the beginning of the winter time sorry towards like oh, the yeah. winter and so it was like really dark and cold and we had just been like you know like traveling through like the beaches in like Sri Lanka and we were in Indonesia and it was just like so beautiful and then we came here and it was just like cold and I absolutely hated the cold so I had just and I think that I think that kind of played a role into it but I already was already really anxious about having to be in one place just because like I liked the the movement and the change the frequent change like I thrive in that like that's just like how I kind of cope with everything I guess so I had a a really hard time with it and what's kind of what kind of helped me is that I we ended up buying a restaurant and that kind of like kept like my brain busy and like just kind of kept me busy and like not having to think about 
how depressed I was, I guess. And then, yeah, so that's kind of where we're, I still like really, really miss it, but we're also like now doing this restaurant thing. So it's, right. so it's, it, I love it. I'm not going to say that I, I mean, it's hard, but I still love it. Cause it's, I tell Jace, like, had we not done this restaurant, like, I think I would have been like in a much more difficult place. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Are you talking about Crush? Yes. Okay. So yeah, you have a vegan restaurant, which I do want to kind of go, I'm going to, well, I'm going to just indefinitely jump a little bit of everywhere because that's how I am. But I do want to talk about the restaurant for a second because I wanted to ask about this. I, I do, I mean, there's a handful of people on Instagram that I follow pretty closely and I do follow you and Jace and like you guys really closely. And I, there's a lot of things that happen offline, of course, but it did seem like you guys, you know, you moved there and and whatever. And it was kind of just like your daily life for a while. And then it was like, we own this restaurant and it's like, like opening and it's vegan and the food looks amazing and all of this stuff. And I was like, wait a second, rewind. When did this happen? How did they get a restaurant? So I like, when did that happen? How did that go? How has it been? I mean, I've heard from some people who do own restaurants that it's like, the hardest thing in the entire world and they don't even like they don't love it because of that but it sounds like the challenges of it actually kind of like shifted your focus to that and maybe helped a little bit but how did that how did it happen so so like at the pit of me being like in this really dark place it's like sent me this like instagram that this smoothie shop down here was um hiring and we eventually wanted to like open up like a smoothie truck so he was like maybe you can like work here and kind of get a feel for it so then I applied and like got hired right away and I was only planning on doing it like super part time just to kind of get a feel for it and and also because like I needed to get out of the house because we were just like at home so then I worked there for a little while and then I loved it like I was super like kind of kept me happy and excited and stuff and mm-hmm. then I ended up having to quit because it just like wasn't working with our schedule because Jace was doing like van builds too so I ended up quitting and then Jace finished a van build and then they the owners decided to sell it so they like reached out to me and they're like hey like I don't know if you would be interested and so then like I was like yes like definitely so we and this was like so I quit and then like the weekend the day like after my last day they like called me and we're like hey we're selling it so then what had you talked to them about potentially buying it or they just called you out of nowhere like you would just work there and now they're just offering you to buy the restaurant yeah so they so they were like pretty young actually they were both like I think they were like 20 and they were just kind of burnt out and so I was a a lot older than they are and so I Mm -hmm. just because I was I don't know we had spoken quite a bit I never told them that I wanted to do like a smoothie shop or anything like that but I don't know what inclined them to just like reach out to me but we ended up just being like we had like a bunch of meetings and we had originally told them no but then like I was like Jace like we have to do this like I have a feeling like we just have to go through with it so then we ended up buying it and the first couple months were so difficult because it was like a completely new thing that we had never done before yeah but another thing that I was like really looking forward to in doing this is the community like Logan is pretty small it's not like huge but it's also like not like tiny so we were able to like make connections with like the community and I really really wanted that too I was like I if we're gonna be like in a place I want to be part of something and so it was really really awesome that we like made these connections and kind of made friends with like like some of the businesses around and like the mayor and just like we had like a community that we were like that we are involved in now so right. it's been nice and yeah it's like been difficult but I kind of like thrive in like chaos too just because like I come from a really like crazy family and so yeah like the craziness of like the restaurant industry I'm kind of like I'm like I can deal with it because it's like I don't know it's fun I guess and it's all yeah like, well, sorry go ahead no, I was just going to say, and you like, did your parents having a restaurant like help at all? Could you, did you ever call them and ask questions and stuff? Oh, for sure. Yeah. They, they helped a lot in, in a lot of different ways. Like the way that the kind of like the setup of our little kitchen, like I reached out to like my brothers and stuff too, like to make it like flow better. And then they, yeah. there's some like, we, so we have like gourmet toasts and some of the way that they like are presented, like they helped a ton with and just, they just kind of helped it look better. Like I, like I knew right. what I wanted it to be, but they like helped me make it better. So that was right. nice. What were you going to say a second ago? Sorry, oh, I cut no, you off. You're good. I was, I think I was going to say, I can't remember. It's okay. 
also my memory is really (laughs) (laughs) yeah no that's very cool yeah it just seemed two people online again I know like a huge majority of your life is offline so it's you know it's not like there was like a big missing anything but I just feel like I opened the app one day and I was like holy crap they just have this restaurant now and it's entirely vegan isn't it yes it is that was like one of the main things that I wanted to do when we did even if it was like a smoothie when we were gonna do a smoothie shop like I was like at our smoothie truck I was like it has to be vegan and what was kind of scary about it is that the area that we live in there's like a lot of like farms and like what are they call right like animal butcheries I guess you I don't know <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of those around here a lot of time, but there's right. like the main one is like right in Logan. And so I was like, Jason and I were like a little bit scared because we're like, this is kind of like a farming community. We don't know how this is going to go here because it's completely right. plant-based. But there, it was so surprising that there was such a large community of plant-based yeah, that's awesome. I feel like if it's a huge farming town or like area as well, there probably is a huge lack of vegan spots, you know, so to be the one and like sometimes you can go to a place and there might be a vegan dish or something to choose from, which is obviously very cool because a long time ago you wouldn't be able to get anything. But to have like a very modern, cute, you know, photo worthy type of place that's also all vegan, like I do feel like a it would I couldn't see it not going well yeah. you know yeah. like it just it's very it's very cute yeah and it's so, like work. it's our place is very unique for the area that we are in so I think yeah. that's what kind of helps us too is that there's really nothing else that is like plant-based and just like healthy and fresh foods so that's been like right. such a huge help in like helping our business grow yeah sweet and also you're no beginner to starting businesses so kind of back to van life a little bit you have a jewelry business which people constantly of course like right now I'm not wearing my rings for the first time my whenever my hands get freezing cold like my fingers get smaller and then I can't wear any of my rings but people always ask where my rings are from and so for anybody listening they all 100% of them are from Giddy. I love them. But you started a jewelry business, which I think was like your original primary source of income on the road, correct? Yep, that's true. So we, I actually started it like a year, no, like six months before we actually took off on the road. I started Carteo and that one, it was like kind of scary because we had never I mean, we'd never lived on the road before. And I did a lot of research yeah. to find out if people had actually done like a jewelry business online, just because like of the shipping, like figuring out where to ship out of and everything. So, so we were like a little bit like skeptical of whether it would like work out. So we we're like, okay, let's just go for it. And then if it doesn't work out, like we will stop doing it. But it was like flawless. Like we just took like once a week, we would make all of the jewelry and then ship it out. And we were able to do that just like wherever we were at. Like we there yeah. was sometimes it, like going into, we were going to be in Canada for like a couple of days. So at the border, we just like, it's like middle of the night, we stopped at the border and just like dropped off a, bu- a bunch of packages that we had just finished before getting into Canada. And then we like drove through and then did some stuff in Canada too. And then like when we got out of the Canadian border, just like right getting into Alaska, we dropped off packages. So it was kind of cool that it was just like all, kind of all of our pieces were kind of made all over the like. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's very cool. And it's just really nice that you guys found pretty like immediate success in that and you were able to sustain yourselves on the road. Was this before you had Junie or was it after? <laughs> I keep calling her Junie like I know her. Like <laughs> I keep saying that because that's what you say online, but I should probably just call her Juniper. No. Was that, was it before or after like, what you're explaining now, like at the beginning of your jewelry business and stuff, was that after you had her or before? This was before Juniper. Like okay. it was like right yeah, right when we took off. And it's crazy too, because we were, so right before we left, we had like a good chunk of change that we could like pay off all of our debts. Or we're like, okay, so we were like, okay, do we pay off everything right now? Or do we like, like kind of do it off, pay it off slowly? And then anyway, so we actually decided to just like go and like, we're like, okay, the jewelry business is doing well enough that we could probably live off of it. Mm -hmm. So we ended up like the day before we took off, we just like, just paid it all off and we're like okay we're done we don't have to worry about this anymore so we literally left with like 21 dollars in our bank account and we freaked out like we were like what are we doing but then then like from there it just like started growing and we were like this is like amazing and like yeah we were just like really excited that that even worked out because we were so freaked out that we were just kind of right 
But sometimes it really does take a risk like that, not to sound so cheesy, but to take a risk like that to, to really like be pushing your jewelry and to be so passionate about it. Not to say that you wouldn't be either way, but yeah. having $21 in your bank account really puts like a fire under your butt to, <laughs> yeah. you know, make stuff happen. And so I do feel like sometimes taking a risk like that, as scary as it is, is like the a big reason for success down the line, because you were actually willing to like have $21 in your bank account. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. And I feel like that's been kind of like our thing like we just kind of go for it and I I mean obviously this doesn't work for everybody but just kind of like investing yourself in like what you're going to do and knowing that it's going to work out and that's right. like it's it's helped us a ton like even with our restaurant that we're doing now it's just like it's been so helpful to just kind of have that mindset of like we're doing this because we know it's going to work yeah dang team I, I don't always have that mindset. It's honestly, it's a pretty good mentality to have and just remind yourself to like it always be at the forefront, you know? But yeah, another thing. Okay, something else I want to talk about is that kind of goes along with this as well. I don't think a lot of people, because now van life is like exploding. All of these people are coming into it. And I don't think people coming into it now where you just see thousands of photos and like you don't even know who you're looking at and stuff that three years ago when I was moving into my first van there was like two or legitimately two. I mean, you probably remember this. There was like two or three people on Instagram on the road, at least that I recall. And like you and Jace, and I mean, I, I don't know if I followed you before you had Juniper. I can't really remember, but I just remember photos of you guys in your van with like a baby in a fruit hammock <laughs> and that kind of thing. And I, yeah, I just don't think people coming into van life now really know the original people who were doing it. And so I just think it's very cool that you guys were really at the, I, obviously life has evolved and changed and become all these different things, but Jason Giddy were really at the beginning of Instagram van life. How do you think that in the abundance of ways that it has changed, what is your perspective on that? Like how, how have you seen the world of people living on the road or traveling in general change, like because of Instagram or social media? Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Honestly, like, I think that sometimes I like get like the negative thoughts. I'm like, oh my gosh, you're just doing it for the pictures and whatever. But honestly, like, I think it's amazing that people are doing it because it's such a different way of living and opens your kind your mind to like different perspectives. Like, yeah, completely changes you. And I don't, I don't think you a person realizes how much you will actually change when you're living like a nomadic lifestyle. Like, yeah, you're like, okay, it's gonna be fun and really cool but it's like there's a lot of challenges in it that you like don't even know you're going to have that definitely change you and so I think it's like really cool that people are being are doing it actually like it just it's I don't know it's changing the way that people live you know and like the that it's not all just like we're gonna be stuck in a house and or stuck in a job it's like you have to be creative in the way that you're going to survive and right and in that like it's just amazing that you're you can be creative. Like you don't realize the creativity you have and like the ability you have to like survive in a different way that you're, you're kind of told that you're going to have to survive if that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. What's the, what do you think the biggest thing is that you learned while traveling? Would you think it was, it's that, that you had to be creative in, in ways of surviving and like being able to pay for things and do things like what, what other lessons do you think being on the road taught you? Cause I know, and I've talked a lot about this on the podcast, but I knew, sorry to just ask you a question and <laughs> answer it for myself, but I, I knew I was going to learn about different cultures and different places and different, you know, this and that and meet different people, which alone just like, it really opens your mind. I'm from Indiana. It's a very conservative place. I didn't really have that much exposure to anything else until I was on the road and I could really start figuring myself out. But what that led to that I was not anticipating was like an abundance of confidence that I had never had in my life. Like I was just not a very confident, I don't know, didn't feel comfortable in my body, did not feel comfortable in my brain and van life because of the constant challenges and just the daily things, the daily choices, having to choose every single thing for myself, just like slowly escalated my confidence in like a very healthy way. And that was just like something I was not expecting at all when I first, that wasn't, that was not a reason that I moved into a van. Did you experience anything like that? Not necessarily in a van, but in all of your travels and stuff, like what were some of the things that it taught you that I guess you weren't anticipating? Definitely. Like, so I grew up in Provo where it's very, it's also very conservative and like very Mormon and like, it just, I don't know, like I didn't realize how 
like kind of tunnel vision I was even after because I had I felt like I had kind of changed my perspectives because I had moved away and was living in Arizona so I was like okay I kind of have like a different mindset but then like traveling like kind of opened my mind up even more because I was like whoa like I there's a lot of things that I did not know about the world you know and like the way that people think and like it it's kind of mind-blowing like sometimes I think back at like my mentality and I'm just like I that's so sad that I like thought that way and like felt that way about people and so kind of getting out of that was like I feel I feel better in that I have learned to accept more the differences of people and stuff like that and that's like been a huge part of I, I guess like my transition in life I guess So that's like one of the things. And also like I dealt with like a lot of anxiety and stuff. And when I started dating Jace, I was like, I feel like I have to live a life that's like kind of crazy and like unpredictable in order to just stay like sane. And so that like living van life and kind of living all of that also was like, that's not necessarily true. Like I can't actually think like that because it's not true. Like I can't, someday I'm going to have to like settle down and to just think that that's that's like my solution of life is not correct so right kind of figuring that out because I mean live, living in a van and traveling is also very difficult it's not like all freaking butterflies and roses it's it's pretty challenging too right but yeah for sure yeah okay so you also you did touch on well first of all did you do you think that traveling helped your mental health at all because I, I do feel like aside from just the it being chaotic and, and the, the changes and stuff, because I do think it caters to my anxiety and my everything that you just said is like currently where I'm at. Honestly, I do feel like I have this thing where I feel like I can't settle down, which as I get older, I should probably, I don't know. Yeah, exactly what you've done. Kind of shift that focus and start challenging myself a little bit more on that. But the, OK, I was about to, I was almost going to forget what I was asking. In any other ways, do you think that traveling like helped your mental health at all because I always I just have felt like since I started traveling my mental health has soared in many different ways yeah did you find that to be true as well totally I feel like there I had a lot of fears like a lot of like I was afraid of a lot of things and afraid of like or had a lot of anxieties over certain things and like it come I don't know like I'll share like an experience like in Sri Lanka like I was so like I was afraid like I was like okay I'm comfortable and they had just had like the bombings like like a year before we we went I think I think it was like a year but they had had like the bombings like in the Christian churches and stuff and I was like terrified I was like I am so scared but like I know that this is good for us so like being there and I had like a lot of anxiety a lot of the time I was just like I remember just like clenching my fists a lot because I was like so nervous about being there and I was like oh my gosh like something's gonna happen but then like it was so amazing like we would go into like these like restaurants that were just so like different types of peoples and religions and things like that and it was just like why am I afraid like yes bad people exist and bad things can happen but like this is like so beautiful like I'm so lucky to even be here and experience this like I need to just like relax and enjoy like what what I have and like the opportunities I'm given or like the places that I'm able to be at like I just need to love it you know and so yeah kind of like that meant the mentality of just like being being okay like being accepting that I'm scared but kind of finding a solution to not be scared does that make sense right yeah, no, totally. What was the, what made you still think it was okay to go? Because I mean, I am the same way. I probably would end up going regardless as well. But I think most people like 99% of people would be like, mm, I'm going to choose a different destination this time because of what happened. Like, what do you think was in you that thought you just had a gut feeling that you were going to like learn a lot and kind of correct a mindset that you had about Sri Lanka in general? Yeah. Is that what it was? Yeah, kind of actually. So we, Jace is like, Jace has always been like very like open-minded about everything. And so he was like, everything's going to be okay. Like we, we have this opportunity to, to go to Sri Lanka. Like, why not do it? Like, this is going to be amazing. And it was like being there and just like talking to people and stuff. Like they were like, we are so grateful that you guys are here because like the bombings like really affected like our tourism and people are afraid to come here, but like it's safe. And like, we, we want to protect the people that are coming to visit us and like allow them to like enjoy what we have. Cause we, 
like we love visitors and stuff and they were like very like they almost everywhere we went people wanted us to know that that they welcome us and that they want us to be there and that they they wouldn't do anything to like harm us or anything like that so I think just it was just I don't know there wasn't like anything specific it was just kind of like we have the opportunity to be here and like yeah with people I don't know no, for sure. I mean, you would obviously, especially once you're there and walking around, I do feel like, why would I want to move around this very cool place in a plate, like in a, a mindset of fear instead of just like enjoying it? You know, obviously, if you're scared of the place that you are, you're not really, you're not enjoying it and you're not really being present in anything that you are experiencing. So I do, I totally get that. But it's also difficult, of course, especially when something like that has happened. And I think a lot of people are that way. And hearing a story like that, hopefully, is it just kind of, yeah, shows people that you don't have to be afraid of things like that especially if it's a year ago you know what I mean like it's an isolated incident and stuff yeah Yeah, eventually you just kind of have to do it but I also was so on the same along the same lines of talking about anxiety I want to share my first real experience with Giddy and uh, then get some advice but I was just like learning this was before I ever publicly I will I wasn't sharing anything period on Instagram because I was terrified that's part of the story but so before I ever did like a whole podcast episode on social anxiety I'm just like working through the fact and in therapy learning that I have anxiety like that nobody growing up talked about having anything mental like mental health was not even a phrase when I was growing up at least where I was like it was just you're just like a nervous weird person and so when I started doing Instagram and you know I eventually you just have to show your face like people want to know who they're following and like what's who are you what's going on where are you we want to hear your voice get to know you and seeing myself on the camera was so difficult like not the idea of talking on camera and posting it was a different league of scary but even for some reason like my real starting point was even facing the camera towards myself and like catching a glimpse of my face was like it was always kind of shocking to me and it made me so nervous and embarrassed and at the time like Katie was kind of helping me I think you also uh, know my like my one of my good friends Katie but the two of you were like the most instrumental people and in me just trying to figure and as weird as that sounds because you and I only had one conversation about it but you were one of the only people I followed at the time that talked about having anxiety at all and so when I was trying to move through this thing that I knew I needed to like get on the other side of and just get used to talking on camera. Even it's more important than just like an Instagram story, right? Like I was uncomfortable looking at myself and hearing my own voice. Like that's, that's just kind of not okay. So I needed to kind of get on the other side of that. So I reached out to Giddy and just asked her like, how do you have anxiety and also talk on your stories? Like that those two things feel impossible to coexist. And you like, not only responded, but it was like the most thoughtful, like long (laughs) message, like mess, multiple messages about ideas that you were having and like for me and tips and just advice in general on how to kind of move through that. And I think you even just showing me that you were kind of like, you were just helping me. And I think even just having someone be that way, especially basically a stranger it was just so it was so helpful to me I don't know even like long term I, I always just remember that but I would love to hear what advice you would give others on like people who are struggling with anxiety and they want to be sorry I was like what is the second half of this they want to be more open about their mental health like people who want to talk about it or even want to get into therapy and they know that they're struggling with anxiety but they're scared to talk about it or open up about it at all what advice would you give to someone in that situation just I know I just talked for so long I'm sorry no you're good (laughs) just talking about it I know that it sounds so (laughs) easier said than done but like so when I first started therapy I was like 14 years old and Mm -hmm. I remember telling my therapist like I did not want to talk to him about anything and it was so like so ashamed that I was going to therapy and I remember telling him like I am here because I am a crazy person like I am a crazy person and I have to get help and then he was like you are not a crazy person like this is literally the best thing you could do like you're the opposite of a crazy person because you're actually working to get the help that you need Mm -hmm. like you're present and you're doing what needs to be done to to help you and like I I like almost every session that I have I always like think about that because I'm like like I'm not a crazy person I 
right. I have struggles and I have trauma that I'm having to work through. And sharing that has also shown me how much people need to talk about it. Like just being open about your struggles and like the things that you're dealing with is, has been very, very helpful in kind of like my healing process too, because like for the longest time I thought I was alone and I didn't like know anybody that went to therapy, like at such a young age either. Like I did not know anybody and just doing the therapy and then talking about it was like amazing. Like I Like I just had a session yesterday even and I was like talking to my therapist and for the first time ever he was like I was like I feel like I'm content like I don't need like like something exciting happening in my life in order to like be happy like I feel content and good in the place that I'm at and he was like I'm like so proud that you have actually reached this place because you've been kind of like it's been for like up and down for the longest time and now like you're you're like at peace and you don't need anything <laughs> is this oh, juniper yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no it's totally fine usually my dogs are interrupting and like oh you know just random things happening i was like i said i'm in a parking lot so people keep driving by it's not that big of a deal but continue um anyway so i was just like he was like i'm fine i'm glad that you finally reached like a place where you're like content and comfortable and like you don't yeah like extreme things happening in your life and i was like i that's exactly it like that's Totally right. Because I feel like for the longest time, I was always looking. I'd tell Jace because like an ex told me this one time, but like I needed to feel like turbulence in my life, like whether it was good or bad, like there was there was something that had to be happening in order for me to feel like I was like living where now everything's just kind of like mellow. And I'm like, I feel good. Like I don't need this turbulence that I was like craving for for so long why do you think that you need that why do you think like you craved the turbulence was it like were you just uncomfortable with the stillness like with whatever came in being still that just made you uncomfortable yeah I think a lot of it had to do with like the way that I was raised and like just kind of like the different experiences I had growing up there was always like something kind of crazy going on and so I was so used to that that when it wasn't happening, I felt like empty and like kind of dead. But yeah. when it was happening, I was like super anxious and like depressed and like just couldn't, I just couldn't find like a, find like a peace because I needed the, the craziness. And it obviously yeah. going to therapy and like talking about it has, has helped a ton. Yeah. So Yeah. How old were you when you realized or now even as an adult looking back, do you think that you had anxiety? And like you said, you started going to therapy at 14, which is amazing. Do you think that it was around that time that you started like developing those kinds of feelings? No, definitely. Like, I think I can remember as far as like eight years old, I had like a lot of anxiety and like, especially social anxiety. When I was like, yeah, like in school, I would like, if somebody came and like spoke to me, like I would just start crying because I was like, please, like I didn't want any attention on me. And yeah. Like, I like there was this one time where this like teacher like came up to me. This is also kind of creepy, but he was like, "You're like a very beautiful girl." I know it's so creepy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like was that. Like, <laughs> yeah. And then no, what he said. Okay, he did say that, but then he also said, "Do you know what your name means?" And then I was like, "No." And then he's like, "It also means beautiful," which he totally lied because that's not what my name means. I don't even know what it means, but it doesn't mean that. Interesting. Yeah, but he was like, but then I was like so traumatized. Like I was like, how could somebody talk to me like this? Like, please go away. And like I just like started bawling because I was like, please yeah. looking at me. Like, so I know that I had like a lot of anxieties and like like when there was like rain, like I would just like just like curl up in a ball. Like I was so scared of just like every like everything just kind of like triggered me and I was so scared. And so then I think it kind of evolved as I was growing up into like different things. And so finally, when I was in in therapy, and so I actually had like a trigger warning, I guess, like I had like a like a suicide thing when I was 14. And so that's why I started doing therapy. And it kind of like opened my eyes to like, how much trauma I actually had as a child. And even now, like I think back at like the experiences I had as a kid and I'm like those are not things that a child should be going through and I think for some people like they wouldn't seem like they're that that serious but I think with like kind of our society evolving on like mental health and stuff like that it's like that's pretty pretty serious stuff that could like potentially affect you forever yeah has that influenced how you are raising and plan to raise Juniper absolutely like 
there there's a lot of things that I like I'm very careful about like the way that I speak to her or the way I react about certain things or the way that I allow people to react to the things that she does that I'm like that's I'm not gonna let that happen because I don't want her to be so because even now like I'm so afraid afraid of a lot of things and I don't want her to to live like I do because living in fear is is not the way that a person should live it's very I mean it's scary like you're you're worried and you're you're not happy when you're constantly living in fear of like this and that and stuff did you uh ever experience and I only ask this because and you don't have to talk about it but I am I feel like I would be very susceptible to this but did you experience postpartum with uh, or after having Junie I so I didn't think I did but now like thinking back definitely like I there were so I didn't enjoy nursing and I know some people like loved it but nursing for me was really traumatic and it kind of like triggered the the postpartum there's a there's a thing for it I don't actually know what it's called but it like triggered I would get like so anxious like ridiculously anxious when I was like nursing and I would just like cry during it like I was yeah what were like do you remember the like thoughts that you were having that were that was causing that um not really. I just remember just like feeling like, yeah, I kind of felt like she was kind of invading my privacy, like my, my body. Like, yeah, this is like, like, cause I don't know. I think it was kind of like a mental thing where it was like, this is my body. Like I this, like I have to protect it and I have to like share it with this kid. And so that was like, I did not like enjoy it. And like during the nurse, like when I was nursing and I would be crying and stuff, I was just like, like, I just, this is not happiness. Like I can't do this. And so finally, like there was like a, a moment where Jace was like, where I was like, I can't, like I, Jace, like we can't do this. Like I know that fine. Cause it's expensive to like not nurse. So I was like, I right. know that like, w- this is like the most financially smart thing to do, but mentally, like I am literally going insane whenever I have to like nurse or like I have some like really scary thoughts and I just, I just can't do this. And so, so he was like, okay, like, let's just like not do it. And she was also like, I was also like super stressed and anxious. So I wasn't producing enough milk for her. So I was having, I was so miserable. Like I was like feeding her like every 30 minutes for like 40 minutes it was on there. And I was just like, yeah. like, it was so like, I hate thinking about it. Cause it was so miserable for me, but, yeah. but he finally, he well not finally, but he was like, okay, like that's, if that's what we need to do, then that's what we're going to do. So we like transitioned her to completely to a bottle and it was so much better for me. Like I felt so much better. And I felt like I had a better connection with her when I was bottle feed, feeding her versus when I was nursing her. Cause I, I like detested being a mother having to nurse. It was, it was not a good thing for me. Yeah. So it like affected just even when you were not nursing, it was like affecting how you yeah were a mother. Yeah. I that's, wanted, so, like, that's so interesting. Yeah. I wanted like some space. I wanted nothing to do with her. And then finally, like it was, it was amazing after we transitioned. Yeah. No, that's so, it's, it's so important to, which I also, I thank you for even sharing that. Cause I know you said it was kind of difficult to talk about, but it's so important to say these things because like that, th- these are things that I think about when I think about like potentially having kids in the future. Like I know my experience is not going to be perfect, but I, when you follow when it's Instagram, which I know is like, it's a highlight reel or whatever, like it's, I don't think most moms want to say things like, you know, I didn't want to be near her or like whatever you had, whatever you just said, like people are very scared of opening up about that. But I follow one person in particular who everything really like I I followed her for a while and she had a baby maybe three or four months ago and she like everything seemed perfect. And then like a week or two ago, she really opened up about how like miserable she was while she was breastfeeding and just how like physically painful it was but how mentally painful it was and how like even her birth experience was really traumatic and so she just did not feel connected to the baby at all and I was just like this it just when you are reading something about that or listening to them talk about it or listening to you talk about it you're just like well it's you're obviously not the only one to have felt that way or experienced that but nobody talks about that and I think that as like women or mothers and parents in general there's like a lot of guilt associated with that so you're ashamed to talk about it out loud but I feel like a lot of people would probably find comfort in knowing that you or anyone else has experienced something like that oh for sure and like 
honestly, like to kind of being open about stuff and like talking about it also has received some backlash, which has been difficult for me just because it's hard not to focus on like the one thing that the one person says too, because it, mm-hmm. it just like completely destroys you, you know, like you're trying to share an experience to kind of make life relatable to other people so that they know that they're not alone and then there's always like that one person that is just like so rude and one one thing that I've like learned is and I've heard this a lot from other people too is that like people a lot of the times when they're unhappy or they're insecure about certain things or also just like not knowing what people are going through like not literally not living in their like experiences that you're gonna have these opinions that are insignificant that shouldn't matter to to one another because it's like you don't know like my experience and you don't know what I had to go through so honestly like right I don't really care about what you say because there's other people that have experienced this and they they're suffering and they need to know and that they're not alone right yeah for sure which is more important than someone's like cranky ass opinion (laughs) you know like sharing that and making that so known don't you love that when people find the need to just I mean, it's obviously very hurtful and I've gotten some things too, but I just can't imagine that something as like intimate and personal as being a mother, I feel like would feel a whole new level of like a kind of way. But just the fact that people feel the need or think that you care to know these things, like it's just the most ridiculous thing, which I mean, obviously everyone knows like hate comments are unnecessary in their root, but yeah. it just, it's just one of those things where I'm like, why do you think anyone needs to know your opinion? Absolutely anyone. Like, I don't know. Just leave. Just please exit quietly. But yeah, no, I just think that that's, it's just so interesting. And I, I don't want to ever go into motherhood being like, I think that this is going to happen to me. Like I would like to go into it with a positive mindset, but I I just know that I'm susceptible to certain things like that. Like I, I, I also am not a woman who's dreamed of being a mother. And therefore I just think that as soon as I see my baby, I like, everything's just gonna be so blissful. Like, I think I will be fairly caught up and on as excited as that chapter might be like I do feel like I probably will feel like I'm leaving part of my identity behind because a huge part of my identity is what I'm doing now and being you know alone and having so much alone time and all of that so I I imagine giving that up would be difficult not to sound so sad (laughs) I feel like people are going to listen to this and be like okay Sydney no one's making you have because like you don't like when I, I remember after giving birth to Juniper and you know, like you hear people are like, yeah, the moment I saw her, I like fell in love with them and they like, right. were everything. And I just remember like, I was like, I felt so guilty that I didn't feel that way. Like I was like, oh, like, I don't understand that. Like I, I felt really, really bad yeah. about it. And I mean, giving birth to your kid is like freaking crazy too. So it's like, I, I think that I was also kind of like focusing on what had just happened, but I was like, right, cool. Like I just had this baby and Jace was like crying. Like he was like, oh my gosh, like she's here. And I was like, why am I not crying? Like, I just want her to go away and I just want to take a nap and be alone (laughs) because I was like, oh my God, that's so interesting because I do feel like I, I I shouldn't say these things. I shouldn't like (laughs) manifest them, but I, it's, it is relatable. That idea is very relatable. And the woman I was talking about a minute ago, she talked about that, like her, she was like sitting in the hospital and then out of nowhere, like nurses and doctors rushed in, something had happened. And then like, she's literally just getting an emergency C-section. They're pinning her down to the table. And so she woke up hours later and her baby's now in the NICU. She can't see it. And then it's like, you know, three days go by, I think before she could really even see her baby because she was like, there's so much trauma to her body. And so when she finally saw her baby, she was just kind of like, who is this? You know, like there wasn't this like water birth experience at home with music in the background. She was just kind of like, there is this my baby? Like, I don't know. Like it was just not a very emotional experience for her. For sure. That's in it. And it's completely normal. Like I later found out that it's a normal thing. It's, it's right. It's normal as being super in love with your baby when you see them. Right. Yeah, I'm smiling because I don't know how, like, I do know how we got here, but this is like not a subject that I I anticipated talking about for so long. I was just going to talk about mental health, but I find this kind of thing so interesting. I really do. So hopefully I'm sure other people will, but I love that you're, you're open to talking about things like that because I, I, like I said, I think it's very important. How has moving along a little bit, how has COVID impacted your family? I'm like, it's impacted everybody, but specifically like, has there... What has your experience been like this last year? Honestly, I think we're like pretty lucky because we were, I mean, we're self-employed. And so like, even like before buying the restaurant, we just kind of were by ourselves anyway. We didn't have to like 
yeah hang out with other people or like I don't know kind of be in public settings and so honestly I feel like we were very lucky that it yeah. impact us a ton and then like going into the restaurant we went into the restaurant industry we did it when like COVID was a thing so we're kind of used to the restaurant industry during COVID and so it's kind of like normal right. for us so I, I feel like it hasn't really impacted I mean aside from like not being able to travel which we also decided that well last year we had decided that we were going to take a break from international travel just because yeah I was kind of overwhelmed by it. So we were like, okay, let's just settle down and kind of take take a year off. And we had planned a couple of trips this year, but those are not happening anymore. So that's been kind of hard. Yeah. But we were also like, it has given us the opportunity to kind of explore where we are at. And like, honestly, we live in such a beautiful place. Right. Yeah, it is beautiful. Yeah. Do you have any post-pandemic plans, business or travel or anything? At the moment, no. I mean, we're selling our van, so. Oh, you're selling it. Yeah. It's such a beautiful van. As long as it goes to someone who will give us some kind of update. I just love that van. I think, because I'm not that good. People argue this because I know that the van I got, it did end up looking pretty, which I'm very grateful for, but I'm not actually good at interior design stuff at all. And so the fact, like the yellow van, love, and the interior of it is the cutest thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, I love it. It's, it was so fun. Like, we're actually kind of bummed that we're moving on from this van. But we also were okay, if we probably actually need like a longer van having a toddler. Just like, so you are, so you might get a new van in the future. We are getting a new van. And we're going to have like, so we are, we are doing like a rental van and then just going to have kind of our own van for a little while. So I wanted to separate that. That'd be fun. Because kind of sharing your, your space with strangers has been like a little bit difficult in a way yeah. yeah yeah Katie did the same thing and she was because like I think people were like are like vans are like your you know like babies in a way and so yeah Katie kind of had that experience as well she was very excited to rent it out and you make great money of course renting it out but people being in your space and like breaking things and cracking things and touching things it just got to be a little bit overwhelming for her as well so she's actually selling her van yeah. right now as well yeah which is totally understandable. How can people listening support you and your family and your, your various businesses? Just come eat some (laughs) smoothies. What's what's on the menu? What's your favorite thing on the menu at the restaurant? So our avocado toast is very popular. It's Mm. really good and really, it's, so we use like a vegan cream cheese and then it's got like the avocado and some seasoning. It's so good. I know it seems so basic, but it really is like so amazing. And it's one of our most um, popular items. Okay. Yeah. And the what drink is the most common because your drinks look very, very tasty. Drink. So we have like our smoothie bowls and then we have like our smoothies, probably like our, just like our basic acai smoothie is pretty popular. Mm. It's really good. It's just, it's good. This is like a very good, simple drink. And then our bowls, like just like a class, classic acai bowl. Yeah. Okay. Delicious. I'm honestly, I'm, I'm going to Utah probably in a few months once it gets a little bit warmer there, but I would, I'm very excited to stop by this place. So it's called crush and it's in Logan, Utah, correct? Sweet. And what about your jewelry business? Are you still trying to promote that or are you not into that? I remember you like I got the jewelry and so then I was like posting stories about it and stuff because I was just very excited and then like it was a few hours later you posted this like meme or something and it was like how we feel about Carteo right now and it was like all of these like letters coming in and I was just like oh damn maybe I should not have tagged her in 432 stories (laughs) it was good also like during the holiday season it's Oh, so overwhelming because we get so many orders and then it yeah I just like get so burnt out that I just like kind of just push it away so like people I mean it's still open people are still placing orders and I'm still like fulfilling them but I just haven't been active on the Instagram also because I get like dm anxiety I don't know if this happens to you but I if I get yeah. dms I like I kind of like skim through them, but I don't actually respond to them because I get overwhelmed and then they just like start building up and I get even more overwhelmed by them. I just like, and then I just like, it's just like this whole thing of like, I can't even handle it anymore. Like I, so it's still like active. I just haven't posted on it. Yeah, no, for sure. Well, if you want some very cute jewelry, it's called Carteo Handmade. Your Instagram, what did your Instagram used to be? Not to confuse anyone. Now, if, okay, if you want to follow her, it's Earth to Giddy. But what did it, I was trying to think of this earlier. I was like, I followed her for so long and it was a different handle. And now just for my own sake, I, what, what did your name used to be on there? It used to be Confessions of a Van Wife. 
Oh my God. That's what it was. Oh, okay. Yes. That's I, I needed to know that. I loved that. Yeah. But okay. <laughs> Earth to Giddy. And also like your family account that I think Jace runs is our home on wheels. Yes. Yes. Also you're doing, I just got my eyebrows microbladed. Are you doing something with that? Yeah. So I do that like on the weekends, like every other weekend at a salon here, but I do like single needle tattoos, microblading and I'll be piercing soon. So I'm excited about that. Yeah. It looks great. Oh my God. I was so excited. I did not, I thought I was just going to like get my eyebrows microbladed. It was just going to be like, it was going to be good, you know? And I was, I called my friends, like I called friend after friend, after friend, after family member, after family member, like freaking out after I got it done. Like there's something very exhilarating about (laughs) like even semi-permanent, but like tattooing your face. I was just kind of like, I was real high on life (laughs) for a good solid four or five hours. I was like, I was not anticipating that. I was freaking out, (laughs) but it was a great experience. Yeah. I love it. Like I highly recommend it because yeah well go to giddy to do it (laughs) if anybody wants my eyebrows microbladed okay well thank you very much for talking with me and being so open about everything yeah I I mean I followed you for so long and I really do look up to you in a multitude of ways like you were kind of a guiding light in van life when I was first getting started and then as my mental health journey has just been trucking along you have been quite the person to look up to in that regard as well so thank you i'm grateful for that thank you so much sydney yeah absolutely i'll talk to you soon bye Hello, friends. I'm back. Um, I wanted to jump back on here and talk about BetterHelp because I did kind of forget. Um, But you guys know how much I love BetterHelp and we're trying to keep them around. So let's chat about it. I just had my therapy session yesterday with Kayla. I've been with the same therapist on BetterHelp for probably about a year and a half now. I love having like the same person the whole time uh, because I don't know, she just kind of knows how I like to go about things. We always set goals at the end of every session, which I find very helpful. Um, But I get messages constantly in my DMs asking me like, what's that therapy platform that you always talk about on the podcast? It is called BetterHelp, B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com slash divine. And you can use code divine for 10% off. Uh, And yeah, go to therapy and we love therapy. Uh, that's pretty much everything. Okay. And now the episode is over. Sorry if this sounds very different, by the way. Uh, I already sent it to the, my editor. And so this part is not edited clearly. And yeah, I love you very much. Thank you for listening to the full episode. Hope you liked it. And that is everything. Love you so much.